0: Hello again, everybody. So, Jason Powers out riding around tonight, not uh, in a parking lot, but just on the campus. So, uh, just wanted to, I'm gonna do kind of a, well, breakdown of uh, Andrew Tate. He was uh, talking with uh, Patrick, uh, Beth, Beth David, sorry got interrupted by a vehicle <laughs> just about uh whatever anyways so uh the big takeaway is that people should listen to him that's the big big takeaway and uh that's my uh uh analysis of him as a uh, person he's confident some will say cocky and arrogant, but you don't get to be a, a fighter, a championship-level fighter, without having a, a bravado or a, basically a, a lethality to your uh, <coughs> thinking. And by that, I mean not words can uh damage a person's uh ability or um response more than sometimes more than uh their actual blows and what is uh what his real message is and since he's taken out of context and i know plenty about this this uh this was something that I've experienced and probably have done so to others. So, you know, we're all mistaken. We all have flaws. But, uh, no, his, uh, his idea is that people should take personal accountability. That's nothing new. We have that lacking. See, the problem is, is with the personal accountability it's not that you're going to be perfect at it or always do it it's just the sheer lack of it anymore that is uh, certainly visible in our society where people uh, go through it and seriously just have decided that they would rather be a victim Or certainly operate like one or kick the responsibility others and you also have to know what you're willing to put up with Uh, he has that too and by putting up with he doesn't like negative people and by negative people he just doesn't surround himself with it he says you know hey we all go through things, but at some point, you got to suck it up, move on, do what you got to do, get over it. And he, obviously, he 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 focuses, or this is where people try to pigeonhole him as he's talking game or he's uh, worried about, you know, guys getting hit. Well, guys are, guys are suffering. They're suffering significantly. And he knows this. He knows this from his interactions. And the people he tries to impart his sort of wisdom on. He's not a fool. He's very spot on. In many regards. And he's, uh, he's just keeping it real. He's not a... I mean... Does he... Do I know there's a sales pitch in it? Yes. There's always a sales pitch, but... That being said, you know, it's what keeps them successful, <laughs> you know. But that being said, they had to ban him and censor him for a reason. Because if, anybody, if people start thinking that they have a lot more control over their existence, and many people don't or don't think they do, they have a refusal to take hold of the circumstances around them and make them into better circumstances things are going to get really bad and not talking about uh, the things that get you banned off these platforms I'm talking about you know uh, standing up for what you believe in saying what you believe in now I've failed a lot lately and I've gone through a, a moderate to severe part of depression. I haven't really talked about it that much. But it's there. It's real. I'm not denying it. I'm not sitting here saying that I have the have had the right attitude lately. And the idea is to know that you that my fucking up has the more to do with taking things that are just me going backwards. I'm tired of going backwards. I did that for a lot of years. A lot more than I even care to admit. Uh, It would be like, uh, well, analogy would be like, you get to the major leagues at 22. I'm gonna use baseball as the terminology here, so. You make it to the show by your 22 big deal it's a big deal and then by 28 you're down in AAA as you just can't handle or something and then you spend the rest of your try- time trying to go back up and you never can and then you go from and you just hang on somehow or another the team says well just in case and then you take a position in AA and you get traded two or three times and you take less salary, and you keep on playing, and you keep on wanting to believe that you can make it back, but you keep on just taking lesser positions in the self-delusion that they're moving you forward, keeping you going on your goal when you've already uh, you've already been beaten. And by beaten, I mean that isn't the opportunity for you anymore. You're going to have to create a new opportunity. Play the game differently. (laughs) Hold on. Now, and I guess a way uh, to see it from, okay. So here's some things about Tate you probably wouldn't know. He's he's not a, uh, he he hasn't spent a long time in, uh, it's been a long time since he's been in America. I think he said probably on 20 years or so. Uh, his dad was a uh, chess grandmaster, and he's a pretty good uh player himself, but he stopped developing basically in his in his uh early elementary school years. doesn't mean he's bad at chess. he says he's about 1800 which is that's pretty good. I mean it's certainly uh uh very competitive uh, but until you're in the like the 2000 range of course the grandmasters i think are what somewhere around 2700 whatever i am not going to pretend to know all the chess uh nuances but yes uh, playing playing people uh, he says he's probably yeah, a worse chess player now than he was when he was 8 years old so that tells you something uh he has weaknesses he admits those and we all have weaknesses he says he can be he even admitted the fact that he can be emotionally manipulated, and he knows it. He knows when, you know, when we're in a stressed situation, we can be more emotional. So he, he mentioned an example where and this isn't a pick on a flaw of his. This is just, just you know, letting you know he acknowledges that there's a difference. So he says, you know, getting ready for a fight, he had to lose, like, Ten kilograms, which is a lot. That's like twenty some pounds. Uh, willing to get down to a fight level, he's stressed. He's he's been training for ten weeks, and uh, then his uh, girlfriend, whoever that girlfriend was at the time, has stored away a nugget to emotionally manipulate him with, and she brings it up at an, basically an inopportune time, and that sets him off. Not in a not in a violent way, but in a you know, like all of us, we have her emotional triggers and and you, you let those le- it leaks out and people some people they, they live to do that to you and then of course they he says at the time you know you probably you should have got rid of her <laughs> by that it means he should have dumped her and then but you know if he was in a more uh, stoic situation he mentioned stoicism and the idea of uh, uh <clears throat> So there's, a, you know, I forget. Oh, there's the most famous Caesar, Marcus Aurelius. Uh, we all should probably sit down and read some old, uh, old classics and stow that away in our mind. And uh, especially as a male, this is mainly, predominantly, pointed at men. It's not pointed at women. There's a difference, and he mentions that differences. And it's a discernible difference, men. You have to make yourself. We start as bumbling fools, and uh, unless you're, you know, born into a lap of luxury, born with a silver spoon in your mouth, or something along that lines, that isn't going to happen. You have to uh, focus on self-improvement, self-reflection those kind of things and then how to you know, deploy them find something you're good at which isn't easy and then the conversation that they do mention he does talk about Logan Paul and that's a whole other different concept that I don't really don't think we really need to talk about he talks about the differences and uh, so for example so the most popularly shared videos in China and I have my drug you know what I think about China but there isn't some insight in this so there they share around educational videos or when they ask them questions what do you want to be It's an astronaut or an engineer in America it's an entertainer which speaks volumes about how corrupted and poisoned our society has become where people just think entertainers are are, uh, well, I mean, that's a collapse of a society. Entertainers and sports ball, we'll call it sports ball, that seems to be a popular, uh, troll, <laughs> or uh, a slam on professional sports, which I can concur with now. I admit I spent way too much effort on deifying or cataloging, uh, sports and you'll find out that many of the people that are in sports turn out to be the most morally weak and and easily subjugatable people you'll ever see take for example a guy I I'm on the campus where he uh, cut his teeth Uh, that would be Drew Brees now he majored in industrial management good major major that pretty much tells you that he's not stupid and you know, he seemed astute, seemed like a hard worker. But when it came time to stand up for something like the American flag and and stuff, he cucked out to pressure, pure pressure from his teammates in many cases. And instead of saying, "No, motherfuckers, I don't really care what you think. I don't care. I don't if you want to take your black oppression or black power, or BLM bullshit, you can shove it, because BLM is represented by a Marxist ideology. They say it out loud. So the people that are supporting that stuff, he should have told them to f off. And instead, he decided to wear a little tag on his helmet and uh, was like trying to be supportive. And he was just going along with. Instead of being a leader, he just turned out to be just another follower. I mean, yeah, he's great as long as he uh, has people thinking that uh, uh, he's the greatest. But when people uh, uh, bring out his, uh, you know, in other words, if other people decide to take uh, seize power from Caesar, so to speak, as a quarterback is typically seen as on a football team, he instantaneously folded like a house of cards and he's old, and he retired. And I'm not picking on him just because, you know, I happen to be on the same campus that he graduated from. I used to watch him and, you know, admire him, at least from afar. I wished I could have been a, but he was admired because he was undersized and he worked hard, it seemed like, on the football field. He could do something. He was talented in that particular skill. I mean, throwing a football, or throwing a baseball, though, is not the end-all, be-all. But, uh, you know, we've overly praised these people. And they've gotten it into their soft skulls that that praise is, you know, owed to them. Because they think it's owed to them, they don't particularly spend a lot of time uh, thinking about the rest of us in terms of leadership or leadering us along. So, uh, that's kind of, that's going down a rabbit hole, but what I'm saying is with the tape issue he says, yeah, least, uh, you have to stand by your guns and, uh, you know, take responsibility, except that uh, people are going to misrepresent you, take risk, get yourself in great shape, which I mean, I mean, that's, you know, there is a genetic component to that, but for the most part, all of us could be better. I mean, I've fallen out of stead with that. I spent five hard years, and I mean five hard years, working on myself in terms of (coughs) getting myself into a pretty good physical condition. I'm not bragging it's just i mean from where i was and what i was doing to what i kind of worked on um yeah i was pretty happy with it and then the pandemic hit and then uh just everything got thrown into over uh, haywire and i actually refocused i went down a different path with other things and that's been part of the problem So, you know, for me, my answer, my analysis is that we all need to figure out what we're going to do and do it and just, uh, stick with it and let the chips fall where they may, um, because at some point it's going to come down to, uh, having the ability to overcome a lot of this uh, toxicity that's around us in the world on purpose. They want to pose as the saviors the people that are doing this and they're nothing but they're the ones who are going to they're trying to split the world apart and then uh, probably they're going to Wait until the last and most, they're going to wait until we're crying, crying uncle, and then they're going to roll out a, um, there's a potentiality for what they're going to call a debt jubilee, which was used before when they wiped the slate clean, but they will have already seized all the assets, but they'll do it to save, save the people from tearing them apart. They'll reach, they'll see that point being reached and. And then that's when they'll uh, uh, toggle that on. Because they'll be too scared of, they'll be like, uh, uh, we can't let this go. Because they'll know when they know when that happens. They'll be, they're monitoring us 24 seven now. That's when I say monitor, 20. they are actively pursuing our, uh, our administrative state, AKA the deep state or the intelligence community. They're actively come pursuing that to see what ends that they can drive us to, and so I don't know if it's going to achieve uh, what they think it's going to achieve, but uh, certainly they're they're after uh, gathering intel on all of us as a, a, a being and stuff. <laughs> it's kind of weird that they're going to because. Uh, I wonder. Wonder what they'll. What they'll do next. In terms of. Rousting people. So tonight they went after Mike Lindell. Which is. Uh, interesting. Uh, because. I mean. This is the same list they put together back. I think it was back in. Uh, late. Uh, late January of 2021. Um, it's everybody on that list. This is spiteful and vicious because of course they went after Liz Cheney and defeated her in the little district and Liz Cheney doesn't like being defeated. She's a parasite on this. But she's been a part of the parasitic class for a long time so now between her, dad, her dad goes back to the 70's so at least as far as I remember. So anyways. The point is is they're going to they're slowly trying to intimidate the roll-up MAGA, which isn't what people think it is. I mean at the at the basis point of it, the <laughs> even the people who just are just average Americans and support the concepts behind it. You know, we want a country that makes stuff and protects the people. <laughs> these are basic concepts these are not very hard and difficult to do and we've had the resources we've had the ability to do all this but DC doesn't want to do this the people in DC are morally bankrupt and I've been saying that over and over again until everybody figures this out DC isn't the only one DC is just one of many but between DC and Russia. All these governments are morally bankrupt. Ukraine, especially. Had an argument tonight with somebody on Twitter and was trying to tell them why aren't we using diplomacy? Why are we continuing for And he wants to fight. He's like, oh, you know, Ukraine. he's got a Ukrainian flag in his little profile. Uh, he comes across as somebody who's very ill-informed. But, you know, that's the way it is. And then, you know, he's like, he thinks that you know he's like you've been bing, you've been swallowing Russian propaganda, which is <laughs> hilarious because I don't listen to anything. But the people I'm listening to are there are people that are Russian supportive, obviously, but then again, <laughs> the Ukrainian. It's like it's like somebody telling you that you sh- you shouldn't dare listen to somebody from Russia. <laughs> it's the one person out of a hundred in the room that's actually speaking that uh, bullshit. Maybe they just have a different point of view, and you just don't like that. That's because you've been sold that Russia is evil, and blah blah blah. Russia is not evil. Russia is adapted and evolved. Still authoritarian. They're still Putin is still doing what he's doing. But he, I, 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 I got the general mistrust that he, he despises Russian people. Ooh, well, you know they fight against us. Well, yeah, they're just like the same people that are view you, you using the. Ukrainian uh, fight the Azovs that are literally neo-Nazis but you know hey I didn't get into that because if I had he would have would have flipped his shit he's like well you should you would fight for your country if the if Russia was attacking your cities you would have fight for them i say well yeah but I wouldn't be on Twitter bitching about it which is what he's doing <laughs> that was the thing he said you're following a Russian bot that was his first he's just a I don't know He's probably a Ukrainian bi, but whatever. It was kind of interesting. It was a good little conversation. It didn't get too too important, but it was just... But it shows you how 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 we're all being man- manipulated. And I should be just get off Twitter completely. Uh, I've been trying to antagonize to some degree, but... You know, I, at some point, I'm just really... Right now, I'm just collecting data like I've always really done, which is... Uh, now I'm collecting video data for a project because there's a tool or app that I can, you know, I can access, you know, anyone's video that they post. And it's kind of good because you can kind of go from there. So that's what I've been doing. Uh, so with that said, you know, it's been, like I said, with the, the tape video or the Tate, uh, interview with Pat, Patrick, bet David, uh, you know, they, they really, they're comfortable. That's why they probably talked for five hours. That's another part that was interesting. wasn't like a, a short and sweet interview. He, he went into, he went into some details. He certainly was trying to, uh, get to know the guy. Plus he was, I think he was over in, I forget, where is it? Um, he, he's from, like, he, uh, Eastern European. I forget what country now. That's my fault. I didn't pay that much attention. That was, like, early on mentioned. I think it might have been Romania. So, good guy. He comes across as somebody I could definitely, you know, he's a, he's an alpha male. That's what bothers people. They don't want anybody who has a strong, you know, a strong presence who is obviously successful with ladies and and that kind of thing. That really irritates our society right now. I'm not saying I would follow him in on a moral level, but he doesn't seem like he's trying to be harmful. I think he's trying to get men who are lackluster at best, but could be something, to work on themselves. Because I think he sees, like everybody else, that we're going to need dangerous men. And by dangerous men, I mean the most powerful thing a dictator or a tyrant dislikes is a population that is strong-minded, free-willed, and independent. And sorry, sorry to say, I've seen more backbone out of ladies who, who have uh, decided to step up and run for Congress and do things than I have seen out of men. Not saying there aren't any, but I'm saying if you really go through the the box score lately, you'll see a lot of a uh, lot of women who like, for example, Mar- here's a here's a primary example, Marjorie Taylor Greene. I don't know her personally. I don't necessarily agree with everything she says, but I've seen her work out. I've seen her throwing up weight, and she's in good shape for her age when I say for her age I mean really good shape for her age she's, she's probably in her early 40's or whatnot. I don't know I didn't do a Google search on her or whatever but what I'm saying is is that she doesn't come across as somebody who who's been sitting on her ass and eating Cheetos here's a here's a primary example this is another reason why the Democrats are so much different uh, from Republicans at least on the surface most of the Democrats, if you go look at the their little con- uh, their conference, uh, aside from like the AOCs or the the new blood that they brought in, the old are they're tired, they're worn out. You know the Jerry Nadlers of the world. I mean, they don't <laughs> they don't come across as uh, they don't come across as fit. Your body is like a representation of your mind. In many cases, and like you know, that's just that's just a broad example. Because here's the thing: then you have people like uh, Lindsey Graham who comes out today and decides to, uh, you know, refuel the uh, abortion thing. And this is the problem. And I guess I'll I'll try to be I'm gonna be brutally honest here with the abortion. Abortion is absolutely wrong. It's not a and when I say absolutely, there, there really is no, there is no moral justification. However, we've always allotted that in cases of rape and incest, that uh, a woman should have that um, potentiality to do so because of the disdain she will have for her own, her own uh, child. In other words, just uh, she'll... Uh, She'll, she'll uh, in many cases, women will instantly reject their co- child and she will have brought, some, uh, uh, brought a, a baby into the world and the baby won't have a father because of the situation and the mother will abandon her. Now, you know, uh, that's what adoption's for and we know that should, uh, that should go on, but that's, that's the problem with our society. The accountability and the responsibility will never get done right now. We don't hold anybody to any account, so we allowed that uh, there was exceptions. It was supposed to be safe and rare. You notice how far we've gone from safe and rare to on demand, and has to be right up and right up to nine months. So it got kicked back to the states. Should have been left just right there. Every state uh, state should make their decision how they want to. States' rights. This has been a long-standing pillar that's been ignored because. Uh, the federal government has decided to in, inject themselves in all kinds of stuff that they shouldn't be involved in, when they shouldn't be involved in any of it. So, and that was a, legit, uh, a legitimate, it wasn't an outlawing, it was a state-by-state decision. So what did Lindsey Graham do today? He come out and refilled the debate, I guess, evidently, uh, that they're, the Republicans decided they were going to put this bill together. And you know why they did it, though. They didn't do it because they're really trying to push this issue. They already won. No, no, no. Uh, this was uh, this was set up purposely to re-energize the Democrats. Because they don't want to have power. These people literally do not want to uh, leave. Uh, they do not want to uh, control anything. They are controlled opposition. They are the epitome of that. And that's okay. They work with the Democrats. That's what they do. The people that are currently in Washington, D.C. are all on the same team, aside from probably, uh, you know, 15 or 20 of them yet that haven't been bought off or compromised or blackmailed or the intel agencies haven't done a deep dive into. Just like, do you think that everything that they found on, I mean, sometimes these people of a new age, they got all their social media up and you can dig into their background like they did with Green and what they did with uh uh, ha- uh, caught the and a few other people but uh, that's a uh, that's always been a a tool the tool is that we can't have anybody in federal government that isn't controlled well that's going to have to end and it's going to have to end or this country will end and I say that without without any hesitation because you cannot continue to have the amount of corruption and overt corruption just running and the smut, and the sex, and the dealings, and you can only imagine that all our enemies around the world—when I say enemies, enemies of the idea of freedom See, they're 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 enemies of the U.S. government because of the U.S. government's mass corruption deals that they've done. It's a it's a, it's a tip for dat. It's been going on since since World War II. Just just that's probably the we had a we had a small window. Well, we could have been not only the, 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 the light on the hill, that kind of thing. That was a facade. And, of course, there's people that like, you know, you know they want to go back to and make it an original sin. Well, the only problem is with that is every country has original sins. Or every nation state or every consolidated group. You know, it was interesting. I, I I thought of a great argument against all this climate change bullshit. So when I heard uh, Mr. Bill get, of course, he'll say that the the industrialization didn't happen until later on. But uh, he was talking about historic. Well, I was an idiot. <laughs> you, you if you were out here, there's a there's a so there's just a big old swath of black smoke from this guy stomping on it. He's already a half mile away, and he's still loud as hell. Anyway, so the historic emissions around the world. Well, what, what's the oldest, uh, quote-unquote, empire? That would be the Chinese. They've been around for 5,000 years. Should we go and punish them for all the things they've done for the last 5,000 years? Why not? Why not? I mean why shouldn't we go after the Egyptians? I mean they they were the ones who instituted or created the concept of empire and slavery. Obviously we know that the, the Egyptians got those uh pyramids built with some slave labor, don't you know? Or maybe they maybe somebody wants to come out and say, well no no no, those are the aliens, they built it all. I <laughs> I'm just I'm just I'm just kicking around the idea that, you know, the idea of and CO2 emissions and slavery and all these cockamamie issues that are based in bullshit are just inherently jealousy and spitefulness ginned up by the, the elite. And of course, people buy right into it because we have so many weak people that haven't had enough uh, moral reinforcement. So they knew this. They are, uh, these parasites that are running all these corporations and that are immoral and pathetic. You know, everybody who loves, who used to think all the libertarians are so wonderful, all the freewheeling market, they call it market capitalism. It's not market capitalism. They've been working with the government for years. Where do you think all this technology came from? A lot of it was huckstered away by people who were working with the old Nazis that built up DARPA, we built up all the science science. I mean, there's a history there. You can dig into it, and you'll find the dots will connect eventually to all this stuff. It's not that hard. Uh, the NASA program, everything's built upon something else. We just don't like it what it's built on. Think of think of right now. Look at the 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 executive order that came out from Biden yesterday about basically uh bio bioengineering. Grabbing data, I mean, it's an 18-page executive order. I dug into like the first three or four pages and I was already uh, just like, wow. And the longer an executive order is, the more tedious and obviously the more expansive it is. It's basically a takeover. Between that and the crypto uh, executive order of 14067, uh, it will end your freedom in this country. If, if, if it gets executed the way it's written, which, given the, given the amount of broad powers it gives to the administrative state, the, like, you know, DHS and uh, the CDC, the FDA, and all these, all these agencies that are involved in both these executive orders, you can just about guarantee that nobody, nobody in this country will have any rights left. They've, made, they've written it that way. They've written it so that they can intrude into your life completely and do whatever they will at a whim. Like I said, you don't write 18 pages in an executive order unless you've got a whole lot of uh, traps laid inside of it. And of course, everybody said, well, it's not law, blah, blah, blah. Do you think these people are going to try to give up power? You're going to have to reverse every last single executive order he's written, and you're going to have to literally uh, take apart the entire administrative state. That's how evil and corrupt these people are. There's none of these... All these people need to be indicted. That's why they're coming so hard after all the people who are have mentioned this to them. Because they know that they're guilty. See, if they were confident in what their ideas were they, were, they would be openly open about them. Instead, I mean, that's the reason why Biden's writing... Or he isn't writing any of this shit. He's just signing his name on it. But that's bad enough. He's just the puppet for... Uh, the Susan Rice's of the world, and the Barack Obama, who Barack Obama's good friends with Novel, Yo- uh, uh, Yovel, Noah Harari, like they did, you know, they've talked and all that kind of shit, so yeah, <laughs> this has been laying in the, this has been in the w- uh, works for quite a long time, it's just that uh, most of us have been kind of asleep at the switch, we didn't really think or believe that these people would go that far, but, you know, try as you might to avoid it, they will go that far. Now, it's all based on bullshit because they can't, they can't really finance any of this stuff. That's why they're, you know, they're trying to buy off the election. They're trying to keep their sheep on the plantation because they know how unpopular their shit is. So that's the reason why they offered, you know, $10,000 to the college kids. And then they're going to cheat like hell. And they're going to uh, do some other things. They're going to try to suppress Republican votes. They're probably even going to Republican districts and try to say that they're trying to stop, uh, that if they put eyes on the ballot box, they'll go ahead and arrest those people. I, I, I suspect that they'll, the FBI will be the most active it's ever been in this country uh, going into the election. October is going to be many surprises, and they're going to do everything they can. They're already doing it, they're already doing it. They're trying to intimidate people uh, from speaking, and they're going after anybody who has a voice who might get heard and knows what the hell's going on. Who's really aware of what's going on? COVID was just a, a mask to cover up all the financial uh, misdealings, and you just saw more of that stuff coming to bear today. It's gonna, it's gonna really be an uh, explosive future. For all of us. And by explosive, I mean that in a sense that things are going to just be so mind bogglingly, you know, mind alteringly crazy uh, that all of us are going to be, you know, pushed to our limits mentally and physically, too. I mean, I've already kind of, I, I'll just say it, I've already come to the conclusion that I probably. I don't know what my survival rate is going to be in this iteration, <laughs> um, and by that I mean, you know, my mom made it to 59 years old. I just turned 50. Um, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't see, I don't see the end of this decade. I don't think that's so. I, that's why I've actually been very productive with podcasting and everything, and I've actually. I gotta got some stuff that I need to delete. I guess I made some very, I guess, a negative um, recordings recently, and it's been bothering me. That's why I turned my my viewpoint to something more positive. Um, that's why I'm trying to create this uh, this uh, final thought. Uh, this. Uh, I call it a film. It's just what it is, is I, I really uh, I'm writing up a script uh, and I'm really going to try to compress down what this story is that's been playing out before us. Um, and I'm actually adding in a lot of um, you know, transitions and some quality, you know, video graphics and, and whatnot. It won't be the perfect thing, but the idea is to get information across. It's not information and narrative. I'm certainly not going to, but I'm also trying to do some convincing. So I'm not going to be referencing just, you know, typical resources. I'm going back and looking at other resources uh, that are more conducive to people who need to be convinced from a point of view, a political point of view. Um, I'm not saying it'll ever, it may never, never be seen by any of those people, but that's okay. I'm just doing it because if it it, it, it's the I'm going to try to tell the story of what's gone on, really gone on for the last two plus years as much as I can. And I'm I'm, I've actually got a good concept I think going so far. I've gotten about 45 minutes of it done. Uh, At least the first 45 minutes I think is is on its way, and I think the next uh, I'm going to try to get it in under two hours or right at two hours, but it might go a little longer than that. It's really a matter of how much I write and how uh, tightly I can compress this thing down, uh, clipping down to, to essentials and nuggets, because there's a backstory explanations. So unlike most things, I'm going to, uh, and plus I'm going to talk about the origins of COVID, talk about the origins of uh, the financial situation, which is the really bigger story, and how that's going to collapse it. And then also the social unrest that was purposely generated and has been generated for the last uh, 10 to 12 years in particular. It's always been in the background. Don't get me wrong. It goes back further than that. Uh, It's rooted in root cause analysis is going back to the progressive era, which is over 100 years ago. But in terms of the immediacy of things that that got turned on, you could probably just benchmark it to uh, Barack Obama. Because that was right at the cusp of the financial crisis. Remember, he was brought in as the savior. He was a savior by the globalists. McCain was just a, 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 he was a throwaway. But he didn't care. He wanted to be center still. Remember, he kept his power. He didn't really go away or anything. He was just meant to, uh, that's why he grabbed Sarah Palin too. It was just, you know, to just put uh, a, they. Uh, the globalists, were they already controlled the election and everything else. I mean, nobody knew anything much about Barack Obama. That was the whole point, and the media ran cover for him the entire time, for the most part. The, the media was less bought then than it is now. So I'm, I'm giving you a preview that that's where it all started. started with, it goes from crisis to crisis. The, uh, the Patriot Act was a security state. And you go to, I mean, this uh, may all sound Alex Jonesy to some people, but it isn't. It really isn't if you start thinking about it from the standpoint of how is it do you take down a nation with the resources that we have, the powerful military that we had, and up until, I'd say about 1970, we had a, a strong moral foundation, Christian foundation in many cases, but we've always had poison in the society, just like any other society, and it's just grown worse and worse. So, the idea is that uh, I'm going to try to tell that story, and I have a lot of uh, other videos and stuff like that. But I, I really got to compress it down, and I really want to make it so it's uh, worth worth someone's while and trouble. And I'm working on the audio audio part of it. That's hard to do, but yeah. Like anything else, it's it's going to take a little bit more. But my uh, narration sucks. I'm just not a very good narr- narrator. Matter of fact, it's really weird. When I'm just free freelancing thought, I'm good. But when I actually try to write, uh, write read my own writing, <laughs> you come to find out that it's harder than you think. There's certain words that you can't say very well. <laughs> I try to, you know, you write at a higher level than you talk usually. So... Uh, maybe i should dumb it down i try to a little bit but still still working on it so anyway and of course i i'm 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 writing it as a kind of go but i got a structure to it now so a little bit a little bit helped there but uh i'm gonna let this go for now but i wanted to update on andrew tate and my own work my own trying to set my own failures on the path of self-improvement.